everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, and I'm not usurping anyone today. Today. I, Matt, mm. I generally like the word usurp and usurping and usurp <laughs> all, all varieties, all tenses, uh-huh. but this episode's really testing me with how many times Marge yells usurping usurper yeah. over and over i mm. hi guys hi we are happy new year we are brought to you by supporters on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpson show for only two dollars a month you can access to all of our bonus content we have a person to thank this time matt uh the best people in the world okay uh zane Llewellyn. thank you zane uh this week's episode it is it's a mad 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 marge Episode BABF18, originally aired May 14th, 2000, written by Larry Doyle, directed by Stephen Dean Moore. It had a rating of 7.5, which is just over, I think, 7.6 million viewing households at the time. Uh, no, I have no other information about how well it did. Uh, if there was any justice in the world, it would do bad. But, uh, well, yeah, not none of that here. Chalkboard gag. I cannot hire a substitute student. I mean, I mean, that'd be nice if you could get it, if you could work it, you just need, I mean, all you have to do is really have someone who looks like you. That's true. It has an, as a fake ID that looks more like them. You don't need to know how many times do you get an ID in, in, in elementary school, man? All elementary have, school. I know I had one for middle school. I don't think I had one for elementary school. I never, school. I, and how many times do you have to, someone look at it? Very rarely. In middle school, all the damn time. Like, at, when they did roll check, you would have to bring your ID up. What kind of Gestapo school did you go to? I never, uh, no one ever looked at my ID. No one cared. Yeah, you're Robbie. It's fine. <gasps> yeah, yeah. You, you, we live in a big enough town where crazy crap happened. Sure. Okay. That, that, and that's why. Okay, I'm not. We're we can't discuss this. Is not the ground place to discuss children having identification on them at all times. <laughs> the couch gag. The Simpsons are pl- are blank paint by number figures. Korean animators come in and color the family, but do not detail Homer and Marge's eyes. Again, it, it feels like a little bit of a cheap shot. The poor animators. Yeah, and animators work hard. They, they, it's a lot of work and <laughs> and animating things. Uh, yeah. The episode guest stars Parker Posey as Becky, who, for what they give her, I think she does an okay job. I don't think it's anything. That's true. She's she's really above this, but mm, yeah. I, I this was originally supposed to be Drew Barrymore, I believe, is what they said, and then <laughs> that it, this it, Parker Posey instead got this role, and they had the episode with uh, the Krusty's daughter as Drew Barrymore. So. Sliding doors, man. <laughs> well, what would the? It wouldn't change much, I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't think that crusty episode is. I don't remember it being anything special, but we'll cover that when we get there. Uh, the episode begins with uh, the typical Act One misdirect because uh, all the kids get video cameras, and they cost so much you had to eliminate geography. Yeah, I. I, I don't understand why you would have to eliminate geography. You still have all the stuff you have. I, I, this seems incredibly, now that, what's a video camera? Like, oh, you mean a phone? I just have a phone. (laughs) That's, that's, I don't know, this is one of those things where you're like, oh, right, video cameras in 2000, how how novel, that was on their way out before they were limited to professionals, basically. Um, We get, as Matt notes, a joke about Blair Witch, Blair Witch Project, sure, 
why not? It was popular at the time. It was. it was. I mean, Skinner makes a good point. It's like, you you want a bunch of projects. You don't want a bunch of kids running through the woods and then dripping snot on the camera. That's not the kind of thing you want. I will defend the first Blair Witch Project movie. All right? It was a weird thing at the time. It was not. I don't think anyone <laughs> expected it to become the thing it did. It was an Yeah, in- because it was it was new and it was interesting. And then everyone else did the same thing. And you're like, all right, whatever. I'm tired of you. Uh, but then they're all on the bus and they're all trying to figure out what they're going to do. I guess Nelson's video is going to just be him bullying kids. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, Bart is going to go video Otto. But he learns that Otto is not in, quite in the mood for it. He has other things on his mind. Otto, a red traffic light means what? <laughs> no time for brain teasers. Today's the day I asked my girlfriend to take a ride on the matrimony pony. Otto's got a girlfriend. Otto's got a girlfriend. That's right, I do. I know you do, baby. Otto, since when have you had a girlfriend? We met in the summer of love. Woodstock 99. Quick, I need some water. Eight dollars. <laughs> Not in this lifetime. That was the sound of Becky putting out Otto with a a bottle of with her eight dollar bottle of water that she had. Yes, she 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 realized eight dollars is worth saving someone's life. I guess which. This is a good value proposition for her, which you know, I, I have there's I have a lot of problems with this episode, Matt. Uh, I, we'll get get to them. I, I, Becky is not Becky is a big part of this episode, correct? Very much so. Yep. And yet, Becky is not a real character. No, we don't really get a whole lot about her. We get how Otto and Marge respond to her. We don't learn, you know, anything about her, really. No, she is nothing. She is, there is nothing to her. All all that there is is the things, oh, we get a flashback of Otto's memory of her saving his life. We get her at the wedding. And then, and all we are shown are sympathetic things, correct? Yes, we are basically shown that she is adorable. Yes, we only get seen, we only see us, the audience, we only see things that are sympathetic. We never one time see her do anything bad. Setting that up right now. Um, So we learn that that Otto is going to be asking Becky to marry him. Uh, He goes to the drive-thru where she works and asks her to marry him uh, with every rose as its thorn playing. Sure. Uh, Becky said, <laughs> hey, hey, Otto loves metal. That's and that's a totally cool thing that uh, Becky is all right with. Uh, Matt, mm. the, none of the music they play in this is metal. Every rose is oh, a storm. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's not, classic rock or whatever. It's, it's rock. It's just rock and roll. That's all it is. I don't. Okay. Um, but she says yes. She agrees. I don't know why. Otto is a loser who drives this. I don't know. Like, there's nothing. I, maybe I again. This episode doesn't really care about their relationship, obviously. But I, I just and again another reason why like Becky is barely a thing. Uh, however, they're gonna get married, and the Simpsons are invited because it's at the Simpsons' house. 
Homer, look, we're invited to Otto's wedding. Oh, and such delicate tissue paper. Huh? Zigzag. Oh, 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 oh. No knife games on the kitchen table. I didn't hit your precious table. Oh, we're cordially invited this Saturday to join Otto and Becky at 742 Evergreen Terrace. That's our address. I told Otto he could have the wedding here. Hope that's okay. You should have asked first, Bart. Weddings are hard work and cost thousands of dollars. Hey, it'll be easy. You still got most of the stuff from Apu's wedding back there. <coughs> All right. Otto can get married here. But, Homer, you have to get rid of that elephant. Yep. <laughs> I just... I, I mean, I want to be mad, but it's true. The Apu wedding was just a little while ago, so I feel like this is them poking fun at themselves, and it's not hilarious, but it did make me chuckle a little bit. This episode has a couple, uh, multiple self-referential things uh, the, uh, here, and then later oh. on during Marge's trial, she also they also reference oh, older yeah, episodes. Yeah. I, I, I again, I, it's fine. It, it feels kind of. I, I I did not find that particularly funny. This episode has a couple really good like fun like gags in it that I do like, but I'm I, everything else I I actively dislike to hate. Um, so we jump straight to the set of the wedding, and and like this is like ultimate first act shortcutting to the actual story, um, because they just need to get to the point where Becky is living. It's it's honestly not as bad as other season eleven episodes with that because like at least Becky is involved you know Becky's there and Becky is the essential plot to the rest of the story so at least that is there it, it is has that the only problem is like oh yeah they're just having another wedding at the Simpsons house why uh because they do it a lot there have been well, yeah, four like, of the them animators or don't want to draw somewhere new <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, I would that's a funnier joke to me than the elephant thing but whatever um. So we we get we are cut basically to the day of the wedding, uh, and we get a few different little miscellaneous jokes about this. This is one of my favorites: is uh, Selma and Patty cornering Lisa. Always a bridesmaid, only occasionally a bride. Lisa, it's time you learn the truth about men. They're pigs. The bitterness is strong in this one. I I like little Lisa going like. Oh, no, please don't. I don't want to be left with you. Um, Otto's parents are there. They disapprove of him and his marriage. Like they have everything else yeah, in his life. And he's like, thank, thank you for coming. And then they leave. Uh, we have Bart happy the fact that he can kill birds with rice. Did not the lessons of uh, what Bart the mother. Did yes. not did not stick. And that's the other thing when when the when the show so closely calls attention to itself about like hey we're, the elephant from Apu's wedding is still here and they 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 like they call back to Marge loving Ringo Star later on and then you just betray other character things simultaneously in the same episode it, it's it it pushes me a little bit I don't mm, I don't like it um so. Homer is stealing wedding cakes from the inside out after Lisa confiscates his knife, which why would anyone let Homer carry a knife at any point? 
He literally, <laughs> he literally was stabbing himself in that earlier scene. Why, why would Homer be allowed anywhere near food as well? Yeah, I would like, why, where's his distraction cake? Where's his, where's his surprise ruined cake he's allowed to ruin? Like, I, I would assume that there's one of those for every occasion. And also, Marge has been drafted to be like the br- bridal party? Does Becky have no friends? Well, no, because then we would have to give Becky a background. <sighs> You're right. Uh, but I mean, it's, it is, so... Marge is trying to help Becky with uh, the pre pre wedding, and Becky confesses to Marge that she doesn't like heavy metal, and Otto loves it, which is clear. Otto does love it. He he also likes poison, which is I'm gonna not heavy metal. I'm not you know. not heavy metal. I'm gonna say this multiple times. You guys just have to deal with it. All right. I like metal, and I feel like. Proper genre of classification of music is important to at least a broad degree. Um, nothing wrong with Poison. I like Poison. Um, the band, not the Poison. <laughs> um, so Marge suggests nagging will fix this over the time. Just gent- gent- gently. <sighs> you can fix things like that with gentle nagging. Ah. Uh. Matt, no, no, you can't, Marge. No. Matt, why do they write Marge like this? Even before... Because they want her to be a typical housewife, or at least what they see as a typical sitcom housewife. I And mm, no one should be that. I There's ways to do that without this, without, like, just, like, uh, without, like, and it's a thing this show has done, literally from this, like, it's guilty of it at times in the golden years a little bit time from time it's it's usually minor stuff but she has been written consistently like this for the past 20 years and it 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 leads to articles and and think pieces about why is march day with homer their marriage is loveless and like that's not what i want i want the show to be like marge loves homer because you know, because of the the good reasons, and she puts up with the bad stuff, which is how most relationships relationships work. They you love each other. Everyone has problems and flaws and faults, but you deal with it because you love the person more for what they do bring to the table. Like Homer's unrelenting loyalty. Um, Marge again, she's just like, yeah, you just needle him about it for a decade, and it'll be fine. So. We cut to the, the the ceremony itself. Otto's at the altar, has to pay Lovejoy's $300. Why is Otto getting the Lovejoy there anyway? He he doesn't know, like, a dude that went online and got his... Well, he says he could have gotten Rick D's for 300 bucks, but you're right. I guess I'm assuming Reverend Lovejoy only showed up because Marge picked him out. Because I, I'm assuming Marge was in charge of everything. I, that's, that's probably true. Um, So Becky comes down the aisle. And instead of the of the wedding march, it is cyanide, a loving tribute to poison, <laughs> not even poison itself. <laughs> Apparently, they try to get Brett Michaels. He was not willing. Um, and uh, the song is, I believe, was it nothing but a good time? That's the, the name of the song. Uh, I mean, that's a, a sort of applicable for a wedding. But as. Becky has made herself clear about what kind of music she likes. She stops the the wedding right there. And Marge, for some reason, (laughs) makes Otto choose between metal and Becky. You got poison? 
poison to play at our wedding? For cyanide, a loving tribute to poison. We need a ride home! You expect me to walk down the aisle to a monster ballad? Let me talk to Otto. Well, that's okay. I guess this is sort of our song. Well, it doesn't have to be. Otto's just going to have to decide what's more important, his heavy metal or you. What have I done here? I'm so sorry. In about 15 minutes, I take off that wedding dress, or you're gonna look crazy. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, Alright. What, Robbie? What? The Simpsons have ruined another wedding. <laughs> <laughs> they really have. They're really good at it. Uh, so, that's... Otto chose uh, Cyanide, specifically. He drove off... He had the school bus with in him. In the bus. <laughs> in the bus. He drove off with Cyanide, I guess, back to their house because they needed a ride home. Uh, and he chose that over Becky. Which, okay, sure. Uh, I, mm, it's, it, that's when we go to commercial, Matt. We, we go to commercial. When I wonder what's going to happen with Becky. Well, that's a darn good question. It turns out that when we come back, Becky's going to stay with the family. Yay! Just it's the Simpsons. That's just the way it's going to go. Sorry, guys. Uh, but yes, uh, Homer makes the comment that this is better than happened before they got married. True. But if the Simpsons had never interfered, it wouldn't have happened in the first place. And I suppose it might have um, happened later on. I mean, that's the kind of thing you go to counseling for. Where you don't stop a wedding about. But music choice is not that important I, to most people, most, I, most sane human beings. I mean, maybe when I was like 17 I would have said, like, no, music are my personal choices are more, my opinions are more important than someone I love. But, you know, I became an adult person, and I went, honestly, how often do I listen to music with my wife? In the car together, once in a while? And there's music that I like and she likes, and we, we can listen together. That's not music that neither of us, she likes, she has music she likes that I don't like, but. And I have music I like. She doesn't like, but we're fine. I don't. Metal is the sure. It doesn't matter really. It's just another thing. It's another. It's one of those little. It's it's like a lot of season eleven. It's like the little things. They start adding up. They start picking at you. They really do, and and just that's the thing. I remember I had very very bad memories of this uh, episode, and as I was watching in the first two acts, I was like, okay. This is not great. It could be worse. It could be Missionary Impossible. It could be much worse episodes. Uh, but when we get to Act 3, I'm just – it all starts to add up and it just goes way off the rails. Like up until this point, we are at the beginning of Act 2 now. Some weird stuff has happened, but it's The Simpsons. That happens from time to time. And some a lot of times they're able to bring it back onto the rails. But it would just keep getting worse from here on out. And I'm – I don't know. It's just <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> I'll explain it. Anyway. I'll explain it all, Matt. I, I have answers for you. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, so moving on, uh, the family gets together with Becky, and they decide that they are going to let her stay with them. I feel so alone. What am I going to do? Hey, why don't you stay with us? Bart, remember that talk we had about you volunteering our house? Remember that talk we had about you not wrecking people's weddings? Mm-hmm. It's settled. The stranger stays with us. Yay! So, yes, uh, one thing, uh, Becky is effectively a stranger to them at this point because 
they don't really know her at all. She's just Otto's ex-girlfriend, uh, which okay, I'm going to bring up something that I'm sure other people see as completely normal. But just because you decided not to get married, that doesn't mean you have to break up. In most cases, that's probably the right thing to do. And in this case, but I feel like everyone just assumes the thing. Oh, we didn't end up getting married. So therefore, we're going to break up. No, maybe you just weren't ready to get married. Marriage is a big decision. And it's sorry. It's a pet peeve of mine that everyone's like, oh, something bad happened in this relationship. We should completely end the relationship. But I, I feel like that's the kind of thing that could have worked out. I, Matt, Either way. Matt, most people are very bad at communicating how they feel and the, what their expectations <sighs> are in relationships. They really are. So my God. The, most times when people don't get married, it's too a monumental a thing to overcome. People are quitters, what you're telling me. <laughs> I mean, I would say qu- <laughs> quit early, quit often. That's the actual right answer. I thought it was save early, save often. Just no, quit. No, quit. I mean, if you're if you're going to quit something quit early don't invest in a, a lot in it if you like <laughs> you, if you start a job in the first week you're like oh man this is all terrible don't stay quit then and go that's true Fair go enough. put the work towards a new another job that's not one that's terrible like or in a relation like the, it things don't get better they're gonna be the same so that's i don't know quit early <laughs> fair enough I don't think that applies to necessarily marriage decisions, but I'm just <laughs> no, no. Those, those are a little larger for that advice mm-hmm, to actually exactly. you know, take take hold. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so Becky moves in with the family because I guess she was staying with Otto, and obviously now she cannot anymore. Was she? I don't know. I mean, that's the logical assumption, but you can never really make logical assumptions with Otto. This, doesn't where does Otto live? Where like he was? He's been like like he has squatted in their house before. Like that's the like I. She works at a drive-through. Like I don't understand. It, none of it makes any sense. This episode, like even before you get to, I would say blatantly offensive things they get to, like in the third act. Uh. This episode is just nonsensical. Like a lot of season eleven, they just don't care. Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, at this point, there is a obvious answer, and then there's a Simpsons answer, and we don't know <laughs> to know which one it is. Right. It doesn't. Unfortunately, matter. it doesn't. Case. Honestly, it doesn't so, matter. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we then see Bart attempting to film Homer change the oil. Uh, because Bart just assumes that something horrible is going to happen because Homer is holding up the car with a wicker basket. Which, yes, wicker is pretty strong, but I still wouldn't put a car on it. Uh, yeah. I, is it – and this is where we're at. This is base level where all characters behave like psychopaths. Yep. I Bart is literally trying to kill his father for just to get it on tape. Marge sne- is sneaking meat into Lisa's food. Lisa is a vegetarian. Oh, That's Ugh. literally – that is a psycho – That's a, an ins- like, that is beyond – that like you want to talk about Marge acting crazy, that's crazy. Yeah, that is a horrible thing to that's, do. That is sociopathic, and that's like every every character except for Lisa, I guess. Lisa is the only one, I guess, that they're like, no, she doesn't behave like a crazy, like a psychopath, <laughs> uh, like a sociopath. But everyone else, it's totally fine. Uh, and like, and because literally that is true. Everyone else in the in this sh- in this episode is. Homer is literally stabbing himself in the hand earlier, Matt. Just going, yeah. playing the knife game and just stabbing himself at every finger. And and that's just like baseline now. It's not, there is no, we, we complain about the show becoming too cartoonish. 
it's not it's past cartoonishness. It's like everyone in the show acts like uh um I I like I guess Wiley e. Coyote. They're like all just like fiendish and dumb. I don't know. It's incredibly I, frustrating. I don't either, man. I, I wish I could help you with this, but uh, I Becky is. I, uh, I don't know what we can do. Becky's a good cook, Matt. Becky is a good cook because uh, it turns out uh, the reason we talk about uh, Marge sneaking meat juice into Lisa's food is because she is Becky is helping Marge uh, make dinner and uh, she's telling Becky her tips. Uh, but uh, Becky has some tips of her own, and it turns out the family loves Becky's additions to the food because, you know, it adds flavor. <laughs> Becky uses seasonings. I mean, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Who would have thought to use seasonings? Uh, but yes, uh, Marge is a little downtrodden at this. The family loves that there are potato skins in the mashed potatoes. And I forget what other changes, but that that was the big one. Homer becomes very defensive about the potato skins because he loves them. Uh, next, we see Becky kicking Bart in the face or, you know, not really. He, she's doing the whole Jackie Chan thing where you kick somebody near the face uh, for Bart's uh, video project. Uh, Marge is, of course, shocked at this horrible thing that this completely not happening uh although i do agree with marge when becky starts demonstrating in her face and won't stop that maybe maybe that was the time you're like you know becky back off a little bit it's the first bad thing becky has done i i i we'll get just keep going just keep going matt i i have okay your fish to fry moving on moving on uh we also get a scene of lisa and becky uh, making art together. Lisa is playing and uh, her saxophone and Becky is painting her playing her saxophone. Uh, Lisa playing her saxophone. And of course, for some reason, this really, I don't say enrages Marge, but at least annoys her that, Oh no, this person is spending time with my child and making them happy. How dare she? Uh, although I, I think what really, what really ticked Marge off is when Becky suggested tying the ends of the socks together rather than, you know, uh, tucking them in because you know that would be horrible if giving somebody a tip to make their life better that's just mean i mean what kind of horrible squalid person does that i, I can't even imagine it's but this yeah. this this hmm, okay yep i yeah we'll get there mm-hmm. we'll get there i <laughs> i want to save it all for everyone's matt because i have something i i have a i have like a, a like a thesis thing like i am i'm sorry i apologize that's okay it's okay we'll we'll try to kill this as fast so we can talk more about why this episode is bad so at this point uh marge leaves the house because she can't handle being around becky anymore so she goes to her sisters in probably the worst idea ever she goes to her sisters for comfort and that's not what they're there for she's so helpful and everyone loves her and well this may sound crazy but i think my family likes becky more than me (laughs) i wouldn't worry about that really yeah you're gonna be dead in a week anyway dead in a week what are you talking about look honey never let an attractive woman into your house all they ever do is usurp your family and then kill you like that documentary the hand that rocks the cradle that was a movie look All we know is she's going to shoot you or stab you or boil you or club you with an antique wooden doll. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, but first, she's going to seduce your husband. Becky's going to seduce Homer? (laughs) It's an act of violence, not love. So, yes. For some reason, Patty and Selma have decided that The Hand That Rocks the Cradle is a documentary instead of a movie and uh they're trying to convince marge that's exactly what is happening here i'm gonna i think they're just trying to stir the pot 
again, I don't really I don't know if the Simpsons writers intention what their intention was with Selma and Patty in this episode or in this part. Like, is it are they genuinely telling Marge the truth or they just don't care because they hate Homer and they want her marriage to fail? Is it that kind of Selma and Patty? It doesn't really matter Um, because the hand like this episode is broadly based on the hand that rocks the cradle. And, you know, a a new woman comes into a house and with secret motives to try and disrupt the family to for revenge. That's what the hand that rocks the cradle is. A fundamental difference. Because I <laughs> like I, I looked up all this stuff because I wanted to know. And the fundamental difference in the hand that rocks the cradle is the character that the Becky kind of character in Hand that rocks the cradle. We are aware from the very beginning that she has sinister intentions. We see the we we you know like if we saw Becky's wedding get ruined and then we saw Becky's like secretly plot to ruin Marge's life. That is what happens in the hand that rocks the cradle. We are all the whole time in that movie. We are aware that there, this character is hiding in hiding within the family and trying to destroy it from within. That never happens in this episode. Becky is no. entirely innocuous at every single step along the way. So all it does is make Marge seem like she's not insane. It's not insanity, really. It's more just petty. It seems like Marge is petty and jealous, and they, but they don't match the tone to that. Like, there are plenty of episodes where any member of the family acts kind of petty or act, uh, they misunderstand a situation and they get angry at another family member for whatever reason. That happens all the time and it's fine, but the tone is always. Oh, it's uh, a strife between family members. You know, it's like uh, Bart versus Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's that's that Bart does it acts poorly and is does a bad thing. But the tone is never, oh, I think someone's going to murder me. And then we take someone to an insane asylum like that is ne- like it's just the, the bounds of this episode are, 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 are ridiculous. And because it doesn't manage it doesn't manage its tone at all. You don't know. Am I supposed to be rooting for Marge in this episode? I, I don't know if you're supposed to be rooting for her. I think you're supposed to be empathizing with her because you see all the well, things that is happening. Uh, you're not because they did a bad job. I don't her. empathize but, with Marge at all. I love Marge. Marge is I, – I, my – but they – Marge is completely unlikable in this thing because until the very end, the very end, Becky is just a random person that is helping out because she – they gave her a home and she's just doing nice things for the family. Family. Like, hey, she helps. She's helping with cooking. She's spending time with Lisa and Bart. She's, I like, I don't. She's taking help and take care of Maggie. Like, it's not. She's, she's trying to take a load off of Marge. And if they, they push the episode in that direction of Marge being jealous, like, a, like, I'm not saying Marge's reaction of jealousy isn't maybe normal because she's seeing a woman come in and take some of her responsibilities from her and leaving her with you know less burden but also 
splitting her the attention from her you know like normally i think marge is the type of person she gets all of her attention because she she helps her family she does things for them she she makes them breakfast she makes them lunch she makes them dinner she cleans up and they love her because she cares for them and this other person is doing it instead of her and so that's a normal reaction to be like oh i don't know how to feel about this i'm feeling kind of angry and jealous but this episode isn't about that at all this episode is literally it jumps straight to Becky is trying to murder you, and it it's it is an it's a it is a plot this show cannot handle. I'm not even halfway done, Matt. There's more. I know. I know. Uh, I, would you like me to move on? And Please, then you can, yes. Uh, push through. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yes. Uh, Petty and Selma have made Marge even more concerned for what's going on. Uh, Marge, everything Becky does, Marge is trying to get into. Uh, the next day, uh, Marge is going to the store and asking them if they want anything. Uh, Becky mentions uh, getting semolina uh, so she can make couscous for Lisa. And it turns out that that is Lisa's favorite, which is, for some reason Becky knows and Marge does not. And this is the point where I feel like what they were trying to do is make it very alienating for Marge. But they do so without implying anything sinister on Becky's part. Right. So Marge just seems like a person who is losing it and which is not – what the episode's really about and that's kind of where they fail repeatedly uh in this so you know marge feels bad about not knowing lisa's favorite food she goes to the store oh no she's at the top of the hill and the brakes cut light comes on because every car has a brakes cut light that was actually one of the places i actually laughed quite a bit this episode uh so we get an action scene uh marge plows through a plane well, over a pane of glass which somehow does not break uh when she drives through it and then she goes right through a giant steed b- speed bump because it's poorly constructed uh and at the end she somehow survives and goes to the police uh who are not helpful i don't know simpson how do i know you didn't cut your own brakes why would i do that i don't know get some attention from a handsome police officer that's crazy Look, I know I don't have any proof, but this woman is trying to kill me. (sighs) Fine. Let me tell you what I tell everybody who comes in here. The law is powerless to help you. Do I have to be dead before you'll help me? I'm not dead, dying. No, 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 don't walk away. How about this? Just show me the knife. In your back. Not too deep, but uh, it should be able to stand by itself. So, yes, as we can see, the law is powerless to help her. Uh, because it's designed to only help you when someone is actually hurting you directly. <laughs> I, so, at least mm, in Springfield. <laughs> yeah, at least in Springfield, Wiggum is yeah. not not the person. I Marge would be. Why? I'm again. I goes back to our answer for the mailbag question. Have another cop that's like a good cop, and then yeah, they, maybe maybe not a smart cop, but maybe all the cops are dumb, but one that's you know a little more well-meaning instead of outright malicious <laughs> a lot of the time. You know, yeah, but yes, uh, anyway, uh, at this point, we cut back to the family who has gone to Phineas Q. Butterfat's ice cream parlor, uh, where Becky announces that she is moving out. She has found an apartment and she and Marge will be rid of her. All she has to do is wait a day or so. But unfortunately, Marge is not there for that particular announcement. Uh, instead, this happens. <gasps> and God said, gather ye two of every flavor. Anoint them with 62 sauces, whipped cream, and nuts, and ye shall call it the Ark! Homer! Relax, he's gorging. Okay, maybe not. 
<laughs> so, yes, Homer has shoved his entire face into the ice cream, which, you know, we all feel the temptation to do when we get a giant arc of ice cream that is probably, you know, five feet by two feet wide and just filled with ice cream and nuts and whipped cream and banana. Now I'm hungry. Dang it. Anyway, uh, I, I, at this point, Becky shows up, starts to give Homer CPR uh, or really it's rescue breathing. It's not CPR because Homer is still in his chair and she's just tilted his head back, which is. Not how you do that, Becky. I can see why Marge was confused at first, because that's a, a really dumb way to do that. Uh, but Marge busts in and just goes nuts. She starts throwing things. She grabs one of the um, uh, ice cream cones. No. Yeah, she grabs uh, one of the ice cream cones and just smacks it and, and breaks it into what is essentially a broken beer bottle and starts advancing on Becky at that point. Uh, luckily for Becky and really everyone, including Marge, the police are there uh, because... Well, they uh, they knew that Marge was crazy because obviously she showed up saying that there were threats on her life. Uh, and then, of course, Wiggum has to make it worse. Take her away, boy. I thought you said the law was powerless. You're powerless to help you, not punish you. Mm, earned my treat. This isn't over, Becky. I know where you live. My house. <laughs> So, yes, uh, Wiggum has earned his treat by applying the law in a not at all helpful direction, which seems more common than it should be. Uh, and But luckily, Marge knows where to find everyone uh, at her house, because that's where everyone lives. Except Marge doesn't know Becky is leaving. Uh, so, plot twist. Dun-dun-dun. What, Robbie? What, 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 so what happens, Matt? Oh, we go to a commercial. Okay, great. So whenever we come back from a commercial... Whenever we when that happens, uh, the family is at yet another insanity hearing. Marge is on trial, uh, fighting for her sanity, I suppose. Now, Marge, according to this, you recently went berserk in an ice cream parlor. Yes. And Marge, did you ever have an unhealthy fixation on Ringo Starr? It was healthy. He reciprocated. He reciprocated. Please. Road rage. Please. Excuse me, what are you doing? Oh, I was just praying to God that you'll find me sane. I see. And this God, is he in this room right now? Oh, yes. He's kind of everywhere. Marge Simpson, you give us no choice but to declare you utterly... I'm not insane! You didn't let me finish. Insane! <gasps> Run, Marge! Run! Pump those crazy legs! <sighs> so Marge is declared insane and runs away. Um, like happens all the time. Everyone's just declared insane. This part of the episode is terrible, Matt, and it's the worst part of the episode. And yes. And I, like, like I, I hate it. I hate it. Matt, I hate it. I don't know... Okay, this is this came out in the year two thousand. Eighteen, mm -hmm. yeah, now nineteen years ago, or just under nineteen years, because um, it was May. But in the year two thousand, it was a while ago. But even then, I think even in the year two thousand, in the year two thousand, I have to do that. It's I, it's uh -huh. part of my my contract with Conan O'Brien. Um, 
they would be i would hope that the people who write the simpsons which are generally ivy league educated men i should point that out mostly men uh would know about i i'm certain that it doesn't wouldn't mean as much then as it does now but they would know about the problems with writing a female character as insane i would hope that they would understand the historical <laughs> problems like the social problems historical problems with women's hysteria and the fact that many women who had legitimate issues with Grievances. legitimate problems with other with men almost exclusively with men who held more power than them would be punished by going to asylums and be treated as insane persons and generally suffering terrible, terrible punishment because of them having – because they were uh, abused, because they were attacked, because they were, uh, I don't know, accused of whatever problem, whatever there, – there's thousands of cases of it, so I can't – going to talk about all of them, but you have to tread lightly. You have to – you cannot – paint with a broad brush here okay if you're gonna do this if you're gonna make an episode about hey the the matriarch of the family is declared insane and goes to a mental asylum because of whatever reason becky sure um you have to use it correctly you have to use it wisely you have to be saying something and this and i really I would love The Simpsons to do an episode good like that of Marge. Like, uh, I, I think the problem is they're just not equipped, and they're certainly not equipped in season eleven, where everything's a cartoon, and all they do is go, "Oh yeah, Marge is insane. Uh, she is the character of the family that gets the least amount of episodes. Is generally the doormat of the show, and they even make jokes about that." have i think they literally and you know they make the jokes about her nagging homer to do things she wants etc etc i by but like i like the time when she goes to wiggum for that for that first that first time matt where you you captured it and he's like no i can't really do anything about it uh unless like any calls are crazy he says like maybe you just want attention from a handsome police officer like if the show pushed that hard and, like, display the hypocrisy of how, like, women, you know, women calling out problems with society or with their lives and then being dismissed by men. Like, if that episode was about that, I would cut them some slack. But they don't even think, I, I don't, I honestly, I hope, this is the issue, I hope they went, they didn't even think about it. I hope they just went, oh, no, uh, for this plot to work, Marge has to go crazy because then we get a bunch of funny scenes of her doing stuff while she's on the lamb and then she gets back and then there's a big fake out at the end with a you know you make him think that that becky is a monster but then she's not but then she is so i i don't know it's it's un it's unfathomable i, I don't understand why they thought this was okay it's incredibly wrong-headed i uh, you i i don't know it it's really obnoxious you can't I understand focus on mental illness now is 
definitely stronger than it was even in 2000. But the history of the the terrible history of how women have tried to how, how women have had to dealt with not mental illness, just being treated like they're mentally ill for being a person. Like I, right, well, it's 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 the idea of a powerful person trying to get a less powerful person out of the way, and as you said, for most of history, women have definitely been in the less powerful bucket, and it it's it's not as big a deal for rich women as it is for you know uh, lower income and middle income women. Is, is the what Marge is is basically the law saying no, we're not going to help you because that would cost resources we don't care about basically we, we won't care to use on you. And you're 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 a woman, so you're crazy. You know, that's that's largely what it is. And they don't even make it plausible. Like they just go, oh, yeah, you like the Beatles and you pray. So you're insane. And you're like, I, I, I don't like there's nothing. There's no there's no satire in this. There's no intelligence. It's just literally just make up stuff at the drop of a hat so that they can make the plot go like that is literally all it is. It's just lazy and messy. Um. Marge runs yeah, away. I mean, go ahead. Like, it, it's obvious though that when Marge attacks someone in an ice cream parlor, that's that's not a normal thing to do. And if they had just said, "Oh, we're holding you in prison uh, because you know we think you're a danger to yourself and others," done. That's it. And then Marge breaks out of prison. That's all you need because that is an appropriate response to someone going crazy, or not. <laughs> See, there you go. It's part of the language of someone acting like that. And then Marge breaks out and gets back to the house. That's fine. You don't need a san uh, an insanity hearing where they try to you know make religion and you know a celebrity fixation a thing. It's just they try and make a joke out of it, and all it does is make it worse. Yeah, it's it's it, uh, so the family waits at home, uh, and they're I, I, okay. They wait at home. Uh, they don't. They I guess the police are searching for for March. You don't really know. Like then we get a brief glimpse of it. Because now we have a multitude of jokes about Marge on the run. Um, there's one where she is, goes, she joins a marching band that has her style hair. and Which bangs, turns out to be the mental asylum marching band. <laughs> which I, that's a solid gag. I, I like that. Yes. That reveal. That's fun. And then she runs away again. I could do without uh, Wiggum showing Ralph how to murder people. Yeah, that was a bit much. Uh, I maybe into I don't know. I probably as a younger person I wouldn't care, but now I just I just don't find it funny. Like most like a lot of season 11 things, it's very much like the benefit of age. I go, "Oh, laughing at, you know, this is not fu it's not funny to me anymore. Gun violence is not a funny thing anymore." Um especially with a little kid give it I I can like Wiggum himself being dumb with a gun, I can maybe excuse it from time to time, but with Ralph there, it makes it make, makes me feel icky. Um, I mean, Marge, this is post Columbine; they should have known that. Yeah, uh, Marge goes steals some clothes from comic book guy, steals his prescription pants. Which I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, comic book guy. Those probably I know. Are, <laughs> special clothing is so hard to find. He's prob so he probably would have to spend a lot of money. That's a lot of uh, phones. Um, or the the Mary Worth comics. Um, we see Krusty's bit, the, all the bits with Krusty, which, oh my God, they're so bad. Like some of these, so some of these bits, I can like see the humor in them and like, okay, that's a solid gag. That's a solid joke. The Krusty stuff is like, it's, 
I don't know if it's bad for bad sake. Like they're like, hey, this is bad and laugh at it because it's bad. Or they think it's good, but it's just bad. Like all of it is very bad. Uh, not funny. So Mart goes to the library to research Becky. Uh, how does Becky have so many things written about her in the newspaper? I made a newspaper. Well, it's she's such one... a great person. She obviously, lives. In, she works at a drive-through. She met. Uh, she's marrying Otto. She met him at Woodstock '99. Like all signs point to her being like, uh, like an average run-of-the-mill person. Why it turns are, out she only works at a drive-thru because she needs part-time work for all of her volunteer stuff. I can't, I guess so. so. But, again, Marge finds several articles about Becky, all of them exemplary. All of them about her being a good person, doing good things. There's literally not one mo- moment in this episode so far where she has been shown to be a bad person in any way. No bad motivation. She's totally trying to make her way in life, doing the best she can. Good person. Still, 20 minutes into the episode. Literally, this is right before the last scene. And here it is. I have, I've captured the last scene in its entirety. Oh, boy. Okay. It's about almost you too brave minutes. individual. It, it's, it's, it's not too, too long. Uh, I, I just, this is everything until the end, I think. But, Mom, it's great to have you back, but you walked right into my shot. Shot? What, what are you? I hope we didn't scare you, Marge. Bart's just filming a music video for his class project. And I'm directing the making of video. Oh. Well, then, I guess there's a reasonable explanation for everything. Except you cutting my brakes. Oh, about that. Uh, when I changed your oil, I may have drained your brake fluid. I didn't say anything because I thought you'd be mad. Oh, boy, my bad. Becky, I'm so sorry I accused you of trying to kill me and steal my family. Hey, no biggie. I was trying to steal your family. I even thought of a good place to bury you. But then I didn't have a shovel, so I went to the hardware store, and they have six different kinds, and I was like, later. Well, that's a relief, too, knowing I'm not crazy. So I guess everything really worked out for the... Mom! You monsters! You killed her! No, they didn't. Lord, we put enough tranquilizers in there to take down Jonathan Winters. Oh, I've got too much to do to take a nap right now. Lisa, get Maggie out of that cage. And Homer, since you're dressed for it, I got some S&M for ya. Scrubbing and mopping. <laughs> Thank you. Why did you have to make me relive that, Robbie? Why? <laughs> so Marge goes home, finds a satanic sacrifice scene of Becky about to have uh, uh, both. Let's see, Maggie's in a little cage. Lisa's chained up to the wall. Homer's chained to a table. Mar- uh, Becky's going to stab him. It looks like she's she's sta- sacrificing him for Satan or whatever dark dark evil forces. And then we see it's just a Bart filming a video. Again, they use that conceit again, dude. You already did that fake out one time in this episode, and now you're doing it again. Um, and all of that would be okay, I think. But then. They have it so that Becky actually was trying to steal the family. Yeah, that's the part that really makes me mad because otherwise this is a good story about Marge, uh, you know, overthinking this or, you know, being overly concerned about, you know, someone trying to take her family away. Um, but just ugh, no, 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 why, no. Why? Why do you have it? All you have to do is say Becky is have Becky say, I'm a, I apologize. And then you can have and that's another you can have 
the episode means something when because Marge is declared insane and you have the police show up to trank her at the end. It could mean something and they just don't care. This, this this episode says nothing. It says nothing about Marge. It says, oh yeah, Marge wasn't crazy. Well, no, Marge, you still acted irrationally. Becky displayed nothing to show that she actually was doing this. And honestly, I don't, like, I don't, I, I can't, I refuse to accept that, that. I think that's the thing. I refuse to accept that Becky was trying to steal the family. It makes literally no sense. It is the most nonsensical no. twist. Du- it is It is worse than any M. Shyamalan, M. Shyamalan, M. Night Shyamalan twist. It is worse than the worst twist in all of fiction. Like, it doesn't, it's nonsensical. It is there solely to go, oh, no, actually, she was. And, like, that's supposed to be a joke. But instead, all it does is undermine the rest of this episode. It is unforced error. And it is just so frustrating. Like, they can't get out of their own way. Like, there's so many things that all they have to do is nothing. All they have to do is the normal thing. But they can't. They, like, they are unable to just leave things alone and let them be. Okay, real quick. Do you mind? This is the end of the episode, right? Correct. That's it. That's episode's over. Can we skip to is this episode broken? Because I would say that it is. I think it is. Talk about ways to fix it. Okay. No, I mean, okay. Well, let's say I I think this episode is terrible. It is wrongheaded. It doesn't understand what it's doing. It just is like it's like firing shots into the dark. Not and like doesn't know what it's aiming at. There could be innocent people out there. It doesn't care. It's just like pow 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 pow. Um, it's bad. It's bad. Um, to fix this episode, Matt, I. I don't like revamp like that's the thing like you can it when you make the thing is this this plot of women getting jealous over another woman and then being declared insane about it is centrally just the very premise is kind of centrally broken like it is okay so when we say an episode is broken, you're right. That the, the entire premise of it is broken. But there are two ways to fix this. One, never make this episode in the first place, which, you know, I'd be okay with that too. <laughs> but I think for some very minimal corrections, this episode could go from being epically bad to just not great. So I would say for Act 3, rather than having an insanity hearing, you do what I said before. Like, oh, Marge is being held because she's a danger to herself and others. Mostly others, Becky in this case. And she escapes. And at the end... We nix the whole thing of, oh, Becky was trying to steal the family, and Marge gets sentenced uh, in a you know regular hearing, not an, not an insanity hearing, uh, to community service uh, with Becky where she – and counseling. And you get to see that a little bit, and you know it, it's Becky, and Becky's just like, hey, Marge, I'm going to take this pencil, all right? All right? And maybe Becky is joking around with her, and Marge is happy again because she, re- she has gone through counseling and realized what the heck was going I, on I, and what made her feel that way. I – See the problem is Matt that that is turning the show into BoJack Horseman or something like it it is not the Simpsons have never been capable like think like very few Marge episodes like think of Fear of Flying it's why I'm so disappointed in Fear of Flying because it doesn't it fundamentally can't do that like ever like Marge in that in Fear of Flying which is like good the, during the golden years Marge is is afraid of flying and they start to get to like, oh, she has like built in psychological uh, like 
problems that she needs to work through to get through her fear. It doesn't it enough like it doesn't understand how to do that. They make a joke about a plane crash at the end of the episode. And one, Becky has to be a character. She has to be funny. Like this Becky is like the only funny thing she does is nearly kick Marge. I like I don't want to get rid of that because it's the only thing she does that's actually funny. She there's no she has no sense of humor. They've written her as just this boring just person. Like and that's the thing like how why do I think she's been noteworthy to be in the newspaper three separate times? She is nothing. She knows how to put skin mashed potatoes skin, skin of potatoes in a mashed potato. I don't like that's not she she paints. She apparently she's an amazing painter, but we don't know anything about her. She's nothing. She has to be a real person. Like when Lisa is jealous about um uh what's her name? Lisa's rival. Oh, uh, Allison. Allison. When Lisa is jealous about Allison, we understand a little bit about Allison. She gets a little bit of character. Just a little. It doesn't need to be a lot. It has to be something other than she is perfect in every way, which is what Becky is. Becky is just perfect. Yet we are shown only perfection. She, she literally, the first thing we see of her, she saves Otto's life. He is on fire and she saves his life. So she has to be a normal person with quirks and flaws, a character. And she's not. She's nothing. She's just a plot device. So I you have to start there. You have to start with Becky being a real character, and you need more time for that. So get rid of everything in the first act. You start. You start with, I don't care how farcical it is, you start with the wedding, I don't need a setup, I don't need video, like, they set up the video camera stuff, get rid of all the video camera stuff, I, I hate it, it's so, it's so stupid, it's just examples, it's just ways, they use it twice to make Marge think that Becky is a, a, some terrible person, kicking her son in the face, and then sacrificing her, her husband, it's ridiculous, um, get rid of that, start with Becky in the house, for whatever reason, I don't care what it is. Becky's a babysitter, and she, then she come, falls on hard times, and they take her in. It could be that simple. It doesn't need to be complicated. Like, I don't know why they make it so complicated. Like, yeah, uh, first they have video cameras, and then Otto is around, and Otto is getting married, and then he proposes marriage, and then she accepts, and then we find out, oh, they're also having the wedding at the Simpsons' house, and then there's the wedding ceremony, but Marge spent time with Becky beforehand, and then, like, why are so many, why is all that happening when none of it ends up mattering? None of it speaks to, like, until you get to the moment where, where Marge does something to get like it has to be you have to have it so march never messes up in the first place you can't me becky can't have any grounds to hate marge because they they try and frame this thing like it's a thriller they try and frame it like it's the hand that rocks the cradle but because becky has no malicious intent as far as i'm concerned she has no malicious content regardless of what they say at the end of the episode yeah it, it doesn't work there's no it doesn't line up the plot doesn't make any sense so you have to have just marge be jealous of becky because she's taking attention away from her because she's shooing her she's helping out around the house and marge is jealous because of it and and you have to make marge more uh first you can't have marge worry that she's getting murdered because it's so insane it's so nonsensical uh you you have to make it a simple plot. You have to make it about a simple relationship thing where Marge is being worried that her place in the family is being taken from her. And it, she has to recognize the fact that it's irrational, but she still has those feelings. 
And the thing is, Matt, we can make this episode, but I don't, it's not a Simpsons episode. Like, the Simpsons, no. are, they don't discuss this. Like, the heaviest Simpsons episodes are the ones I generally like the least. Like, I want simple kind of family drama when there's family drama. I don't want complicated things like Mar- That's a drama. That's a serious film. I, that The Simpsons writers are not capable of writing, especially in season 11, where they are, fi- like, fitting in moments where Bart is literally trying to murder his own father. Where, where they just write Marge as throwing in meat juice to her vegetarian daughter like that's a thing if like when lisa grows up she's gonna go to a therapist about she's gonna go my mom i was a vegetarian when i was eight years old and my mom would secretly feed me meat juice like that's that's something you tell a a therapist about when you're trying to work through family pain like i i don't know if we can fix this because the fixed version is not a simpsons episode and this is offensive like i don't like to use that word very often like i would say missionary impossible is really only one that is actively offensive so far but this is yeah. this is offensive you're writing a the episode is is foundation the foundation of this episode is marge being jealous and then being driven insane and that is like having a mother a matriarchal character who's largely like Every other episode where Marge kind of loses it or breaks, you know, when she goes to Rancho Relaxo or what or whatever, it's usually we we always empathize with her. We go, Marge is in the right. Her family treats her like garbage. She deserves a vacation. I never once empathize with Marge in this episode. Not once. There's no and like that's the thing. I I don't know how how do you fix this? If you fix it, it's nothing. Like you erase everything about it that makes it a Simpsons episode. So my how how to fix this? Make it disappear. <laughs> Write a different episode. Yeah. Write a Marge episode that's good. I don't know. Like that's all I got. And I, like the thing is so frustrating. Like I we took you know we had some time off over our, our the holiday break. We got to like not watch The Simpsons for a little bit. And I come back and watch this, and it's just as frustrating. It's just maddening. Like what? How how does this get to this? How do they get to the point where this is okay to release? I'm sure, I don't know, maybe it's, you know, if people, if you don't think about it, it's just a bunch of jokes and it's over in 20 minutes and then it's done. But it's bad television. This is bad television. That's true. This episode is so bad, you should never watch it. Yeah, don't, I I don't need to watch this again. It just, and it's not, and I think it's, it's one of those tricky ones where I think anyone who watches Missionary Impossible can watch it and go, this is bad. And it doesn't end and like all that, like, on the like it, this feels very much like um pygmalion to me because huh. it feels like pygmalion to me because i i remembered pygmalion being better than it was which meaning i remembered it being watchable um but when you look at it in any depth you start picking apart the layers you go oh there's nothing in this this is nothing there's this is yeah. ephemeral this is like a gust of wind blows it away and it's a mad 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 march it's the same way like on the surface, you go, oh, it, it makes sense because the the plot for as nonsensical as it is happens. It goes from A to B to C, and but then you go, wait a minute, why does there a twist at the end? Why is Marge so upset about Becky, be- despite the fact that she's done nothing wrong, despite the fact that Marge is the person who ruined her wedding, quote unquote? Like why? Who Bar- Marge is never empathetic at any one point. She literally tries to kill Becky. She charges at her with a broken bottle. Like, I, 
you have to if it's a marge episode you have we have to empathize with her and like that's the thing i just don't think they understand because they they did it with homer where we continually we watch episodes with homer's the main character and we go i hate this homer's terrible to watch i don't want to i don't want to follow this story and that's i think it's just, they're doing the same thing like they don't understand that we need to have empathy for the characters i don't it's crazy speaking of the word yeah. crazy also, and yeah, that's the one thing that is actually crazy. And before you get to the, that's before you get to the, like the, all the inborn problems of having an episode where Marge is declared insane after complaining about, like after going, oh, I think someone's trying to kill me. The police not taking her seriously, and then there's no, like there's no ramifications about this. There's no, like I would think, like if this episode wasn't as pl- messily plotted and was trying a little harder, I would give them a benefit of the doubt because, and because they, they have like those little moments where, you know, they, they have Wiggum go, no, I, we need to have the knife firmly like in your back. It has to be standing on its own, which I thought was a funny line. And the, the moment at the end where, uh, Wiggum, you know, tranks Marge and then Homer finishes her off, which is kind of like a nod to, you know, how, um, all men can be complicit in uh, a, a, a you know society's actions towards women and keeping them powerless. But I don't. This show doesn't know what it's doing. This show isn't trying no. to say something. It's crazy. They don't know anything. They don't even think about it. Like like there's there's so much so much literature, so many articles, so many books about that. And yet this this episode just if I'm a television writer. I would think that I would be up on the fact, like, at least be conscious of, oh, I'm writing about this. I should try and be smart about it. Instead, it just doubles down on dumb, which is, like, another, like, I would put that on the quote of, like, if season, the season 11 box set, it should, that would be my quote. Doubles down on dumb. Because that's, oh, God. I said, when I said I had a lot to say, Matt, I'm not kidding. I had a lot to say. Really, really did. I'm impressed. You 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 basically gave this episode what for? <laughs> so I don't. Can you do you think you can save it? No, like I said, uh, the best thing I can do is make it not quite so patently offensive. That's the best I can do to this episode. Like you said, like I said before, that this episode should not exist. Just dump it, <laughs> put it in a shallow grave, pretend it never existed. Throw it, throw it in the ocean. Yep. Um. Hmm. Yeah. This is another one of those. Sorry, guys. I don't. It's season I, eleven. I don't. Yeah, I don't. One. Yeah, I don't want to hate all of them, but uh, maybe next week will be better. I think. Um, we can move on finally to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Um. So I got some reviews, Matt, and uh, I wanted. Did I'm going to ask you a question? Did people like this? So I'm not looking at these reviews in the notes. I'm going to say yes. They loved it. They loved it. Well, there are some of both. There's mostly likes, I would say. There's a few loves and a few hates. But I pick. Wow. I pick. I always pick the strongest opinions because I think they're the most interesting. Uh, first, definitely one of the funniest episodes in the past few years, even though the commercial shouted Marge turns out to be right after, about Becky after all. And so did the episode until they showed Bart and Lisa in their cameras. Even then, they could have copped out with a, hey, Marge is sane after all. So let's forget about the fact that the entire town is still looking for her, looking for her cold ending A+. plus. Again, I don't know what these people think A+, plus means, because they just, your criticism, and I would think if there's any criticism, it's not an A+. Plus. Um, 
another here we go matt talk about a perfect marge episode i have not seen anything like this since marge went on the lamb the way that marge got in trouble is great but including patty and selma by having them make marge paranoid is classic becky's upstaging a marge at dinner marge being the victim of a cut break line how marge stopped the wedding of otto and becky and the videotape project of bart's class all happen to be highlights of this episode which gets a perfect a plus 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 from me that person really hates women i i don't i don't want to apply that i think people say that too often um and largely the people who apply it to would aren't smart enough to write comments on the internet uh that's true <laughs> so uh here's some negative ones that i think more clearly align with our views man okay this one was appalling even for me so many times during this episode did i feel confused wait why is marge crazy Oh, yeah, because Maddie, Patty, and Selma told her she'd go crazy. Why is Becky living with the Simpsons? Oh, yeah, because Otto left her at the altar, and she apparently had nowhere else in or around Springfield to go. Meanwhile, we've got Homer stabbing himself in the hand, Bart aiming a camera up Lisa's nose, Marge waving a giant broken glass ice cream cone around, and Chief Wiggum teaching his son how to kill people. All in all, this one probably got a grand total of three and a half seconds of laughter from me. It's sad, but the Starburst Skills commercial was more entertaining. I never thought I'd say it. This one gets my vote for worst episode ever. Wow, I don't know about that, but yeah, I agree with everything else they said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I can't say I enjoyed this episode at all. It was disjointed, overly wacky, especially at the end, and March was totally out of character. There weren't even too many jokes I found funny, which usually makes up in some way for a lack of plot. I give it a D-. I don't know. That I, sounds about right. I I don't know why these people are so generous. This is an F. Eh. It's terrible. Um, so I don't know if you noticed this, Matt. In the sacrificial scene at the end, there are a, there's a runic alphabet visible. There's saying something. Right. I definitely saw that. Uh, okay. And uh, it was th- that was actual language. That was Elder Futark. Elder, because they're an older form of Futark, or Futhark, I don't know how to say it. Futark, because this alphabet starts F-U-T-H-A-R-K. Now, uh, the, uh, someone knows it, and they translated, and from what they have, through the back and forth of some discussion from several people who know it and are figuring it out, they they uh, they they have the answer, the translation as Chris Bolden, A-T-A-N-A, Jesus Christ. Now... Chris Bolden is one of the background artists of the show. Oh, okay. Um, but I still don't know what. No one can figure out why it says I, they. The, their best guess is that he isn't very good at Futhark. So yeah. he <laughs> he wrote he got his name in there, and though he mixed up a few letters, and he got Jesus Christ in there. But there's also a word that's it just says Tana or Tonka or something, and you don't. Yeah, that, that's not a word. Um, but. Chris Bolden, something, something, Jesus Christ, is what that says, which is basically just a background artist basically sneaking their name into the episode, I guess. Which they absolutely should do. Uh, They, yeah, they, good job. Um, That's it. That's all I got. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is the grossest moment of The Simpsons? A lot of good answers. Several, uh, we got a lot of, some very popular answers. Got a lot of people answering the same answer because there's just some that are 
und- like transcendently very, bad yeah transcendently gross i guess that's the way uh first from martin i gotta say the fog that turns people inside out i'm still a little surprised they got away with that i i could still picture it uh john ralph and chief wiggum's comment commenting that the tobacco tastes like grandma there isn't a non-disgusting thing i can think of to excuse those lines <laughs> Um, Brian is without a doubt mm, Homer, the auto cannibalism segment from Treehouse of Horror 28. I rarely find myself physically nauseated while watching grotesque things, but this one got to me. It's the most popular answer uh, from Izzy. Willie choking Homer until his eye pops out of his socket. Yep. Uh, Joe, Ralph touching Homer's scabby knee and the scab healing over it. It knows you're afraid. <laughs> oh god it's so oh, um jeff bart's arm from my sister my sitter i always cringe when he flails it around and you hear the scrunch noises it's not they they did a good job at making that thing gross um john the spring of springy going into homer's eye in the old man of the sea student no thank <sighs> you uh, Nick, the crusting over of Homer's eyes takes the cake from me. No scene has given me such nightmares. Second play of Ralph's hand getting absorbed by Homer's gross leg injury. Uh, from Alistair, Sideshow Bob's face peeling off. Really? Uh, Alex, a.k. whatever, man. The rotten sandwich that makes Homer too sick to go to Duff Gardens. Uh, Greg at GB Freeman. Homer bending backwards over the fire hydrant. Uh, the professor, yes, I would can't, is the gross hot dog that fell down in front of the camera in uh oh yeah uh homer and And now this is between you and me smashed hat uh jason at real j williams the rotten sub in selma's choice you've been eating that thing for a week i think the mayonnaise is starting to turn two more feet and i can fit it in the fridge oh boy i found this behind the radiator marge i like to be alone with the sandwich uh, <laughs> Lauren also at Elf Columbia also the same. The moldy sub was pretty gross. Duff Gardens, hurrah! Uh, from Riley, Riley Finnegan, one garbage hitting Homer in the face on the way home from New York City. Ugh, really bad. The syringe in particular. Sean at Mr. Monroe, 17. Homer, oh, uh, we got, I got, I lined all these up. Homer eating himself in Transvar 28. Just the grossest thing I've seen on TV. Never will watch that one again. Andrew, uh, at the Andrew blog, friend of the show, 100% Homer self-cannibalism in Trials Far 28. Most oh. of the show's more extreme or gross stuff is usually pretty cartoony, but the self-mutilation and consumption felt more like actual horror. It's the only time the show has made me physically reviled at something. And Stuart at Archangel of Glow, Homer eating himself, my least favorite treehouse. We'll never watch it again. Uh, Steven at STE Redhead, the frog prince, which keeps vomiting and asking to be killed in the Harry Potter parody. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And finally, Derek at is is my Derek. It must surely be Homer's knee injury growing over Ralph's hand and children of a lesser clod. It's completely unnecessary and in no way funny. It's failed gross out humor and a style totally unlike that of The Simpsons. It serves only to make you feel repulsed. I agree. Matt, what is your answer? I'm going to have to go with the scab uh, growing over the hand. Uh, scabs are gross and that makes them somehow even worse. <laughs> And quite frankly, I mean, it's really the same thing as the eyes crushed, you know, like anytime your body crusts, that's just bad. I that hurts. Yeah, it's very bad. I will go with the auto cannibalism. Uh, I think it is disgusting. Grossest. Obviously, I think it's definitely the grossest moment. Unlike most of the people, it seems I actually like it for it. Like that's I like I can agree. It is unbelievably gross, but 
modern Tales of Horrors have been kind of middling, and that one stood out. Like, it's insane. Like, I, that's what I want The Simpsons to be. Like, it, it's the year, it's season, like, 20, 29, 30. Like, they have proven every, there's nothing else to do with that show. Like, you could just do what they normally do is just kind of repeat the normal story beats over and over and over again to those varying results or just go for things like what do they have to lose people me and you continually saying the show's boring like <laughs> i'm i'm glad the trails of horror is actual that's like actual horror that is actually like a thing you would see in a horror movie where a ghoulish homer is just like i'll just eat myself because i love my t- the taste of me it is gross though no i no doubt about it if I'm t- yeah. picking a normal episode, it is definitely the scab thing. Like, there's no... <laughs> no one likes the scab thing. I, I can't imagine. It's so off. Why on earth? Really, there's a lot of body horror in, like, the early teens. A lot of... It's just crazy to me. Um, Thanks, everyone, for answering. Appreciate it. Next week's question, we're going to try and be positive. We're going to be happy. Favorite Marge episode. A good Marge episode. Your favorite. The one that isn't this one that makes me go oh i like marge marge is great not whatever this thing was yeah um, i'll post this question on social media facebook.com slash the simpson show pod twitter at simpson show pod you can email us at simpson show pod at gmail.com next up matt it is time once again for the no google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. And try and stump the other. You have two episodes to go, Matt. Oh, boy. Okay. I think today's got good questions. I think we're in a good, good spot. I'm up by five points. Um, it's not wide enough gap for my... I don't feel safe. I feel like I'm about to get the rug pulled out from under me. No, Robbie, you're going to win this season. I can feel it. Your your brain is too great for me to overcome. I don't think that's true. Um, because you've done it so many times prior. Uh, we, Matt and I, did over the holidays record us drinking, making and drinking lawnmowers. Who boy. Yeah, look for that. Look look for the pain in our eyes. Yeah, there's. I as soon as I get the video and I get it edited, I will put it up on YouTube and post it on all our social media. You guys can watch us suffer because that's what that was. That was really bad. It wasn't as bad as 64 slices of American cheese. <laughs> it was worse by far than moon waffles. I mean, I would eat moon waffles again, I think. Maybe unless, I, mean, I wouldn't voluntarily, but someone uh, gave me the option of this or no, I would uh, the other one. Less, there's, I would do with less butter, but I would eat a moon. Like if you gave me half the amount of butter, I think that's acceptable. I think that'd be good. That's true. Yeah. If you did half a stick of butter. It would it would be a lot of butter, but it, I don't think it'd be bad. But a whole stick is just too, that's just too much butter. Um, but that's that video is in the down coming in the queue. It'll, you'll get it. We'll get it out there at some point. Matt, give me an easy question. All right, sir. This week, your easy question: What is the nursery rhyme Homer uses to save the city in Homer Defined? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You are correct, sir. Figured, you know, your favorite episode and all, you'd get that I, one. It's not my favorite. I just love it. I, I, it's, 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 it's nostalgic. Um, your questions uh-huh. are all from Lisa's Wedding. Matt? Didn't you just ask me a bunch of questions from Lisa's Wedding? Maybe. I don't. You asking oh. me to remember things? <gasps> no, no, no. Oh. I, I can't ask you to do something that I don't do. I, your easy question. Where does Lisa encounter the fortune teller? Uh, at the Renaissance, the Renaissance Fair. Correct. You're right. Yes, that's that's correct. You could also said the woods, and that would also be acceptable. 
<laughs> All right, your easy question. Medium, my who is in ma- the second ma- best? Ma- medium, uh, uh, sorry, medium, medium question. question. Your medium question. Who is the second best band in America? <laughs> Where is this from? Homer Defined too? No, no. Give me, give me an episode then, Matt. Come on. It is from. Uh, let me find the name of it. Uh, the one with Allison that we talked about earlier. I forget what Lisa's rival. Lisa's rival. That's the one. Second best band in America. Can you tell me who says it? Uh, an announcer. Oh God. Okay. Oh right. This is the runner-up. It's the it's the dream sequence band, the one that Lisa's a part of with all the losers, all the second good the the partners of bands that there's the like uh, Wham and uh, Hall Notes. Um, I hmm. Um, mm, the, it's the, the, uh, the runner-ups, Matt. Hmm? Runner-ups. The runner-ups is my answer. No, 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 no. Uh, that, that's the name of the band. Second best band in America. You have to name the members. What? You didn't say that. You said, what's the name of the band? No, I, my you exact letter- question is, who is in the second best band in America? I thought you said, who's the best band in, the second best band in America? No. Well, I got that right. Do I get you didn't tell me that? No, that's not the name of the best. The name of the uh, the band. The name of the band is the second best band in America. Oh, uh, I'm so confused. Uh, phew, I don't know. Uh, Lisa. Um, I forget the guy Hall. What's Hall's first name? <laughs> I don't know. I know it's not Oates. Warren Oates would be. I don't. Uh. Uh, the the second du- the dude in Wham that's not George Michael I don't know man I really can't I can tell you Lisa for sure <laughs> okay you got Lisa and you almost got it it is Garfunkel Messina Oates and Lisa okay Oates and Garfunkel what you I were trying to remember is their number their uh, number two hit Born to Runner Up ah uh, okay I don't again man that's what you, you were trying to like I said you expect me to remember things this is why <laughs> okay uh, your know. medium question. What book do Lisa and Hugh fight over at the library? Um, okay. Oh, I've got half of it, but oh my god. I kept on that. I know, I know. Give me a sec, give me a sec. It's Something and the Marsh by Thompson. Oh, man. Uh, Water and the Marsh by Thompson. I know that's not right. Ecosystem of the Marsh by, oh. by Thompson. Sorry. Fine. You gotta be over a barrel here. What's my hard question? Your hard question. Who are the contestants on Springfield Squares and Hello Gutter, Hello Fodder? Oh, God. Uh, Ron Howard. As, uh, uh, Homer. C- contestants, not people in the, oh, the contestants. squares. I don't... Really? Mm-hmm. Contestants? There was contestants? I don't remember. Yep. Uh, um... I don't, I, I assume that they're Springfield people that are on the show. Um, Mo and, Mo and, um, um, uh, Helen Lovejoy. You're, you're on the right track. Uh, it is Disco Stew and Agnes Skinner. Yeah, I could just name random two random supporting characters and hope. That's all I got, Matt. Okay, your hard question. What celebrities have been arrested, according to the news in Lisa's wedding? 
Oh God! Name three of them. Three. There's a bunch of them. I'm not giving you like. There oh. is a lot. Oh man. I know Heather Locklear Portensky remains at large. <laughs> not arrested. I know. I know. I have no idea. I, I it was a great gag. I was like, "Ha, oh, look, those are celebrity names," and I just went right past it. They're 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 pretty good. The Baldwin brothers gang. Dr. Brad Pitt, John, John, John Kennedy, George, George Burns, infamous Amos, grandson of Sam, God, the artist formerly known as the Prince Symbol, Tim Allen Jr., Senator and Mrs. Dracula, oh God, the artist formerly known as Buddy Hackett, Madonna Bots, Series K, my favorite, Sideshow Ralph Wiggum, Martha Hitler, and finally, Johnny Neutrino. Johnny Neutrino. Oh, God. I'm, okay. I want to see the future where Ralph Wiggum is a sideshow. I know, right? And he's a criminal. So he's like somehow like maybe Sideshow Bob has taken him under his wing. He's like a like a dark Robin or something. That'd be awesome. Let's put it on the spec spec episode list. That's a, that's a future Sideshow Bob episode. It's future set Sideshow, sideshow Bob. Bob is just a head in a jar. Yeah. Giving instructions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so Matt, that's one, one point each this week. We still have a five point gap. You're not, you're not eliminated. You're not mathematically eliminated. Not quite, but close. It's, it's going to be tough, which is what I want. Uh, <laughs> we can uh, move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Or not. Or not for this episode in particular. Um, who boy. Um, my question for you, Matt, is, mm-hmm. is it in last place, second to last place, or third to last place? Uh, because that hmm. is the only places I could see. Like I would put. I used to think Saddlesore Galactica was my least favorite episode. How how foolish I am. Time makes fools of us all, Matt. <laughs> That's, you actually pinpointed the one I was looking. At. I was like, all right, is this worse than Saddlesore Galactica? And I could really go either way. I think it's better than Missionary Impossible and Kill the Alligator and Run. I really hate those episodes. This episode, I don't have a seething hatred for. I'm just left asking why. I think it's worse just because Saddlesaur Galactica is stupid in a way that goes beyond all bounds, but this one is act- actively offensive. Like, it makes me mad to think of what Marge had to go through in this episode. <laughs> about how she's wrote. a fictional character. I shouldn't feel that way, but I do. I, well, I mean, we. I think we all have a certain... I like... I. I that's why I. it's very frustrating, is that we like... We love these characters. They're, they mean a lot to us. I've said it prior... In, I don't know when I said it, but I know I have. We've spent... Like, outside of our own families, I, we've spent... This is the family we've spent the most time with. Sometimes, yeah. for some people, probably more time with the simpsons family than their own families because god knows what reason but you know maybe their own this is their the simpsons family is more fun is is nicer is kinder is more it's more it's like nice warm and fuzzies being around them but then you watch episodes like this and you're like i don't recognize these people like who is this like bart is a prankster he doesn't try and murder his father yeah um Marge is loves her daughter. She doesn't sneak meat juice into her food. 
Which is just... Well, that's the one I can almost see is like <laughs> Marge not understanding Lisa's principal take on vegetarianism, but that would be a whole episode in its own is Marge coming to terms with that. It that's something I think you just pop in there as a quick joke. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. It's not. And that's the thing they don't understand. You're just like, I'm just going to throw these details in. You're like, you d- do you understand that this joke fundamentally changes the relationship we have with the show? No, they don't. I don't know what it like. They just didn't want to, to think about it. They just went boom, 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 boom. It's done. Hey, we can go home. Like, okay, that's nice. I'm sorry. You're well. You're good job. You got your paycheck, and this episode's terrible. Um, hmm. do you you put it right below Satisor Galactica? I would. Yeah. Two new a new two thirty, new two thirty one. He would be. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I was say, do you think Missionary Impossible is better than this? I don't, Matt. Again, when we're this far down, it's a lot of the time. It's just I'm trying to like think about my feelings and like if I'd wa- which one would I rather watch again? So I guess I'd rather Neither. watch. I- I'd rather I'd rather just go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> it does. These does make me very tired. Um it's it's i've been thinking like literally every time we watch these i wash them in the morning and then i'm just i just like confused and irritable all day long i'm just like until, <laughs> until we record i'm just like what why oh what happened how did this it's like it's it just every time it just it continually finds new ways to baffle and confound me um that's it's a mad 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 marge that's uh number 231 on our list Right above Missionary Impossible, right below Satosaur Galactica, three from the bottom. We we at least it's not the worst, right? Yeah. Well, it's not saying much, but yeah, you're it's, right. It is it, not the at worst. At this point, it is not saying it's it's not saying much when it, we say it's not the worst. Um, number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy, holding strong. Not even a not even a challenger. We will get to a point. I think that's the thing, Matt. I think we'll get it. I think we'll see another. We'll see episodes in the in the in the top twenty, top maybe even top ten at some point. I like to even like at least have a thought process to go. Maybe is this in the top ten? I think we'll see episodes like that again. I don't. <sighs> you don't know. I don't think so. You don't think so? I think we will at some point. Top one hundred possibly. We've top got fifty. We we've got top one hundred this season, and season eleven is terrible. Wait, what? What have we got from this season that's top eleven? Top one hundred. It is the Mansion Family. Oh, Mansion Family. Yeah, that's ninety-seven. So mm. uh, that's top one hundred, is it not? Technically correct. Okay, then. Thank you very much. It is technically correct. The best kind of correct. Mm-hmm. Um, where's Brother's Little Helper on this list too? That's another. That's also season eleven. Don't forget. That's true. Brother's Little Helper. It's sub one hundred. Nope. Right, one. Yeah, it's one eighteen. So that's up that's there too. That's up there. There's there's some there's a grift of the magi's up in, in the low you know it's like one one seventeen. There's there's other one days of one doses. Like there there's some that are a little higher. Mansion family ninety seven. See top one hundred technically correct. And I think we'll get as we go. We get back to the Algene years. We'll get more. I mean I think what about H O M R Homer? That's very good. That's true. I, my yeah. memory of it is very good. We'll get that. It's next season. Uh, next week is the last episode of season 11. Thank God. It is behind the laughter. And I don't, I haven't watched this episode in a long, long time. 
And it's true. I remember it as being very different because obviously it's not The Simpsons, really. It's it's not really a it's like a weird thing. It's a weird thing, which at this point, if not The Simpsons, may not be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might because the fact it's barely a Simpsons episode might be a plus in now instead of the uh, uh, negative. Uh, but we'll talk about that next week and we'll finish up season 11, finish up our trivia contest for the season. Uh, I think that'll do it for us this week. Uh, you can check out our website. It's the has links to everything. Our Facebook or Twitter, our RSS feed, and our link to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, help pay for our hosting costs, all that stuff, we greatly appreciate it. Um, you can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. Um, check out my other podcast, The Ansel Boys Comics Hour. We just did our end-of-the-year award ceremony, awarding the best and worst of comics in 2018. And the you mean the handies? Exactly, Matt. Exactly. Uh, the sixth annual, actually. I've done that six times now. It's very <laughs> strange. Um, and the Serial Fanaticist is about lots of nerdy things. Uh, most recent episode is about Frasier. Watching some more Frasier. It was it was a good batch. Got a, They got the toilet episode, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's a good episode. It's surprisingly good, yeah. It's a good episode. It's confronting bullies and it's fun. It's a fun time. Uh, you can check that out. Matt does not participate in social media unless there's a certain level of Patreon backer. You will not find him. That's true. Uh, however, I've decided that in an effort to become closer to our nation's elite, I'm going to clown college like Homer before me so I can sneak into parties as a clown because <laughs> who doesn't want to clown at parties? And, you know, just drop hints about what kind of, you know, policies our leaders should, you know, espouse. So, uh, if you ever just hanging out near a clown, slip a message. Uh, obviously, we clowns talk, so you know we'll get the message to me. Very subtle political commentary there, Matt. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and we'll keep watching The Simpsons. Shh.